Welcome into another edition of Titans in 10. I am your host, Jimmy Morris. You can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. This is a Broadway Sports Media podcast. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. Check it out. A lot of cool stuff going on there. I mean, if you just look at the amount of content that we have up already after yesterday's game with the new stuff that's happened today, it'll blow you away. It'll blow you away. There's nobody anywhere that is producing anywhere close to as good, as much and as quality of content as we're putting up over there. So, again, check it out, BroadwaySportsMedia.com. You can sign up for a free trial, see all the stuff. I promise you'll want to stay. Check that out. All right, big day today for the Titans coming off the embarrassing loss yesterday to the Bengals. Um, you know, we talked a lot last night on Home Run Throwback uh, about the if the Titans would make a trade or not with the trade deadline being tomorrow, November 3rd. Um, if you haven't listened to Home Run Throwback, go do that when you get done listening to this. Home Run Throwback is where you get this podcast and obviously the Home Run Throwback podcast, so subscribe to that. Anyway, that's kind of an aside. But John Glenn and I talked last night about the need for the Titans to make a trade and whether or not we thought they would make a trade. Well, turns out that they did make a trade, uh, traded for Desmond King from the Chargers. Titans gave up a sixth-round pick to get him. He's on the last year of his rookie deal, so most likely a rental player. Will cost the Titans about $1.12 million this year. Fantastic move for the Titans here. I mean, you can't say enough about the need that they had at cornerback um, after what we've seen the last couple of games, whether it be Ty Smith or Jonathan Joseph out there just getting beat like a drum. I mean, it's been embarrassing, and when you look at those those uh, charts where they show where quarterbacks have attacked the Titans the last couple of weeks, there's been nothing down the field. They haven't needed to throw it down the field. When you can get six or seven yards automatically every time, why would you ever throw it down the field? And that's because of the lack of corner. Now, again, we talked last night about how the struggles on defense, it's a comprehensive thing. It's not just the corners or just the pass rush or just the the lack of a defensive coordinator or the coordination of the defense, that it's all of those things combined. But the, the glaring issue the last two weeks has been the fact that whenever a quarterback wants to stand up and throw the ball six yards down the field and get a completion, he's been able to do that. And so now you bring in Desmond King, who has been really good the last couple of years. He can also return punts, which is something that the Titans need, but that's not the most important piece of this. Um, but when you look at him, look at his or the the numbers that he's allowing when targeted this year, okay? And this was from John Glennon. Um, so far this year, Chris Jackson has allowed a 126.8 QB rating. Jonathan Joseph, 119.5. Christian Fulton, who is now out, 100.6, um, Desmond King at 74.3. So you're taking off, you're taking Jonathan Joseph 119.5 QB rating allowed. You're taking him off the field for a guy that's given up 74.3. Malcolm Butler's been 73, so Malcolm Butler's actually been really good. Also, though, Malcolm Butler hasn't had to be targeted much the last couple of weeks because there's just no reason to throw to his side when the the other side's wide open all the time. So. Listen, really good deal here for the Titans. Um, I'm thrilled that John John Robinson was able to make this move. A sixth is a no-brainer. The other piece of this is if Desmond King leaves after this year and goes and signs with another team, the Titans would get the compensatory pick from his contract. So when he signs with another team, the Titans would get a pick. I mean, it's probably not going to be a third, which is what we think they'll get for Conklin. But you're picking up an extra pick, so you're probably getting even a better pick back than a sixth, which is what you gave up for to acquire King. And keep in mind that before this deal, the Titans had three six-round picks. They had their own six-round pick. 
the one they got for Jarrell Casey, and then the one they got in the trade with the Jaguars for Kamale Correa. So giving up nothing here to get a guy that's been one of the best nickel corners. I mean, some people think he's the best nickel corner in football. I don't know where exactly he'll play starting out here. Um, if a Dory Jackson is back this week, then you think, okay, you've got a Dory outside on one side, Malcolm Butler outside on the other, Desmond King in the slot. They're a million times better than they were on the field in Cincinnati. If, if a Dory doesn't come back this week, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what they want to do with him. But the hope is that a Dory Jackson will be back this week. Uh, Mike Vrabel was asked about a Dory Jackson being activated this week, and he said, you know, it's Monday, it's too early to tell. Um, I would be, you know, shocked if they don't know right now what they're planning on doing with Adore Jackson at this point. You know, we don't know. We still don't know about Friday and whether or not it was a setback or whether it was a planned thing and all along they were thinking two weeks of practice, bring him back to get ready for this game this week. We, we really don't have any idea. We're not going to know that until we find out, you know, where he is this week. I would guess the Titans would go ahead and activate him this week if they think he's close. And then he could be inactive for a couple of weeks, but be on the you know on the active roster. That way, not to put him back on the IR and all that stuff. And the rules are a little bit different with all that stuff this year. But if you think that he is close to being ready Sunday, or maybe he could be ready Thursday next Thursday for the Colts, then you go ahead and activate him even if he can't play on Sunday. So we'll keep an eye on that. No surprise that you know Mike Vrabel didn't. We want to give much of an update on that. Mike Vrabel never wants to give updates on injuries at all. Um, the other injury of note from today is Brett Kern. He has a hand injury that he is likely to miss some time with. That from Paul Kuharski. Um, Mike Vrabel said today that they will get him evaluated and that they'll know more later. Um, Kuharski has also said that the Titans are likely to, to bring in Dustin Colquitt. So, you know, there's a little bit of talk of what would happen with the punter there, you know, because you have you do have Tucker McCann on the practice squad who is a kicker and a punter, I guess, um, but not a guy you want to rely on for very long. It doesn't sound like it sounds like he's mainly a kicker. I don't know that he's really either. But um, if they can bring in Colquitt, and keep in mind, too, that whoever they bring in with Desmond King or with Colquitt, those guys have to go through COVID protocol. So, Desmond King is not going to be able to practice with the Titans this week. He can't be in the building until Saturday at the earliest. So he can participate in Zoom meetings and that kind of stuff, but he's not going to be on the practice field until – or not be able to be in the building until at least Saturday. So, you know, that creates a challenge for a cornerback. Now, a punter, on the other hand, I mean, that guy can go and, you know, punt balls at his local high school or whatever uh, to get ready to come in and be with the team on Sunday. So less of a concern there than with King. Again, we'll just have to see how they, they kind of treat all of that. Um, the other thing that Kern does that we don't really know what's going to happen with is he, he's the holder on you know field goals and extra points. I would guess Logan Woodside would be the guy that would that would take on that role. I mean, it just seems to make the most sense. A lot of times you see the backup quarterback being the holder. Um, Ryan Tannehill is listed as the backup holder on the depth chart. When you know, if you pay attention to these depth charts that are online, you know that the football people really don't have anything to do with that. It's the PR staff. Um, so there's, I don't think there's any way that Ryan Tannehill is ever going to get out there and hold on an extra point or a kick, and especially with Bo Brinkley forgetting how to snap. Um, you know, you'd hate to get him hurt like he got Brett Kern hurt. That's you know kind of a, a story for another day. But 
you know, so I mean, they're, they're getting some stuff in here, getting getting some replacements in. Hopefully, Kern only misses a week or a week or two. And you know, listen, there, there have been years where Brett Kern was the Titans' best offensive weapon. Luckily, that's not the case anymore. But he's still a guy that's very valuable to this team. And you know, they'll miss him if he's not there because he's a really good punter. So hopefully, the he's got a hand injury. I think I already said that. But so you know, it's more about can he catch the football. Um, of course, you know, if Bo Brinkley's short hopping it to him, you know, maybe he doesn't need his hands as much, but that's beside the point. Um, can he get the football to punt it, to hold it? I mean, th- those are the types of things that they'll have to evaluate with Kern to see where he's at. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, like I said, Kaharski tweeted earlier that he's expected to miss time. So we'll see if that means a week, if that means two weeks. And, again, everything is a little bit condensed here because you've got the Bears on Sunday and the Colts on Thursday. So you've got a, a quick turnaround for these two games. And then they do get a little bit of time between the Colts, obviously, on Thursday before they play again. So um, that'll be good for them, especially having the bye pushed up to earlier in the season due to all the COVID stuff. So a, a little bit of break, you know, a little bit of an extended week there will be good. But anyway, I mean, you got to be excited about what John Robinson did today. There was a huge need at corner. We all saw that. I think we were all a little bit hesitant to, you know, say that he would make a move because he has not been a big trade deadline guy. There's not generally a lot of moves made around the NFL trade deadline. Robinson, you know, he he got on the phones and and made something happen. So um, really good deal. You know, doesn't have to didn't have to give away a, a lot of draft capital. Doesn't have to pay the guy a lot of money, and then you can decide from there what you want to do with this contract once it's up. So we'll see how it all plays out. But good news today: times are better than they were yesterday when they left field in Cincinnati. So that's certainly all we could ask for for today. We'll see how it goes from there. So again, thanks so much for listening. Titans in ten home run throwback is the name of the podcast feed. Subscribe to that where you get your podcast. You'll get the Home Run Throwback Show and this one. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at jmorrisonmcm or allysportsmedia.com, the best place on the internet for Titans coverage. So, again, I say thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk to you again. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.